Today's daf is daf chaf. We left off yesterday. We brought down at least two different shitas in terms of whether or not a person can sell his daughters at Amevria to an Adon that would be an erva, would be prohibited him for him to do the yiud. Chachamim shita was is that in order for a mechira to be a valid mechira of an Amevria, the potential of for yiud has to be there. That there has to be kedushin would have to be toface means of course there has to do yud can't do yud can't do a mechira according to Rebbe Lazar was it Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Lazar he held that no he says that uh, the din is that even mechiras krovim is permissible is that it, that it, the Torah just means if you can do yud then you do the yud if you can't do the yud you don't do the yud but you don't have to have that as a prerequisite for the mechira. So Gemara brings down two contradictory brises. Tani Chada, one brise says, Mochrela Aviv, a person can sell his daughter to the grandfather, to his father. It means an Amevria could be sold to her grandfather. Ve'ein Mochrela no, but cannot be sold to his own son, which would be the daughter's brother. <coughs> so it means a daughter can be sold to the grandfather, but cannot be sold to the brother. That's one brise. But Tanya Idach, we have a second b'risa that says, Ein mochra lola aviv no, that you cannot sell her not to the grandfather and not to his son, i.e. her brother. So when it says like this, let's see if we can reconcile and get understanding who the author of these b'risos are. Bishloma ain't a mochra lola aviv no, that's clearly karabonon. The second b'risa fits well because the grandfather is not as a prohibition, it's an erva, it's an isra in the Torah, you cannot marry a granddaughter, so you can't sell her to the grandfather, and for sure you can't sell her to the brother, because that's also an erva. So the second b'risa clearly fits like the rabbonon, that you cannot do a mechira where you cannot do a yud. But Ella, the first bride is a problem. Lechora, mochra le'aviv, ve'ein mochra levno. Come on, which opinion does that go like? Lechora, in both cases, yud cannot be done. So it's like a hybrid. Well, how does that work? Sigmar has a, a very good chap. Sigmar says, Lechora, first this is, ve'ein mochra le'aviv, come on, le'aviv, le'aviv, it doesn't go like either opinion. Sigmar says, le'olam k'rabbona. Now let me explain this outside, we'll see it inside. What's going to say, it's like going like k'rabbona. So the, 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 they can't sell her to her bro- to the brother to his son. That makes sense because the son himself would not be able to do yud. Why would the son not be able to do yud? Because it's, a, it's her sister. And the, the, if the son's own son would not be able to do yud because it's his aunt, would be his aunt. His his father's sister is the son is the aunt. It's also prohibited. So yud could not happen not by the father, not by the son. So there's no side yud at all. So that's why the second bride says you can't do yud, and but you cannot sell her to your son. But by the grandfather, it's not necessarily. It's true. You sell her to the grandfather. The grandfather himself cannot do yud. But if he has another son, it's, an the, it's an uncle. An uncle's allowed. So since there's a side yud, the second bride is going with the sheet of the chachamim. But since they hold there's a possibility of you if you have another if the if, if the grandfather has another son so that's why it's permissible to do the mechira so more says like this and mighty rabbonon the second bride's sheet of the rabbonon holds that where there's the potential possibility of you to exist then it is permissible to do the mechira so even if the grandfather can't do it but one of his other sons would fight 
Tan Rabbonon, we have a post that says, we're going back now to Ebed Ivri. It says, Im begapa yava begapa say, what does that mean? So the first shot is, Begufa, Im begufa nichnas, he goes in with his body intact, Begufa yaitse, he goes out with his body intact. That's the first opinion. What that means exactly, we're going to have to explain. But he comes in, Gapa means alone, with no one else. If he comes in alone, so then he'll go out alone. So let's understand these two Tanoic Shittas explaining what Begapa Yaitse, what does it mean? So my Begufa Nichnas Begufa Yaitse, what does that mean? So I'm a Rava Loma, it's coming to teach me as follows. What it's telling you is that just as when he goes in, he goes in with his body intact, he goes out with his body intact, which means that losing limbs is not an excuse for him to go out. That's what it's telling you. Is he goes in with his body intact, he comes out with his body intact. But the, coming out because his body's not intact is not an option. That's only an option for an Evid Kanani. That's not an option for an Evid Ivri. That's what it's coming to tell me. So, so again, so doesn't come up with a loss of his pri- of, of primary limbs, keevid like an evid kanani does. So Amale Abai Abai says, if we remember a number of blood ago, we had a different drasha that taught us ba'amayvria. It says abahumi lo avadim. The Bible says amayvria doesn't go out the normal way an evid kanani would go out. What does that mean? That even though an evid kanani goes out for loss of limbs, an amayvria does not. So the we learn out through gzeira shava, we learn out and through a hekesh, an amayvria compared to an evid. So why do you need another pasuk by an evid ivri? So Mora says, Amale, so that's, that's a, so, uh, the Chora, who me lo say to Kadesh Avadim Nafko. So Rava responds that that's not, that's not a good proof. Because Lot say to Kadesh Avadim could mean like this. Is by an Evet Knani, if you knock off one of the limbs, he goes out, you don't have to pay. What it could have meant, you could understand what it means when Amevriya, she doesn't go out like the Evet Knani, but she goes out for the loss of the limb, but in addition to the loss of the limb, you also have to pay. That's why, she doesn't go out, but you have to pay. No. Means you would have thought she would have to go out and you have to pay. That's why you cannot rely on the Pasuk of Los Seitzah You need Begapa Yova Begapa Yetzah to tell me, no, Bechlal, she doesn't go out. Because otherwise you could have made a mistake if you only had that, if you had the other Pasuk. So that Pasuk of Los Seitzah would not be sufficient to say that she doesn't go out. All you would think is she goes out and pays. Begapa Yova Begapa Yetzah teaches me she doesn't go out Bechlal. You have to pay her, but she doesn't go out for one, the loss of one of the Avarim. So therefore, E Mehasam, I would have thought if you only had kaseis, let's say to kaseis avodim, is that native late may you have to give the money may and for the let's say pay the money for the eye, but neighbor but you still go out kamash malan the gapayav the gapayetze is that loss of limb is not at all grounds for emancipation. Vaita. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov Omer his shot was im yechidi nichnas yechidi yetze. So the Chorah, we wanted to know, what shot, Yechidi Nechnaz Yechidi Yetzay, what, what is, what, what is, what does that mean? So, my Yechidi Yetzay, my Yechidi Yetzay, so when it says, Amar Rav Nachmar Yetzchak Hachi Ka'amar, this is what Eliezer ben Yaakov means, is that, Im Yechidi means, if he came in, means without, without a wife and child, means he wasn't married. Bachelor. If anyway, he was a bachelor. So he says, only then, then you cannot give him a Shifcha. You cannot make him attached till he comes in unattached. But if he came in already attached, 
then you're allowed to give him a shivcha. That's the pshat. She says, Yesh le'ishavonim, if he has a wife and children, so then Rabbi Moshe le'ishavcha kananis, then you're allowed to give a shivcha kananis. Ain le'ishavonim, but if he doesn't, if he came in yechidi, you cannot make him attached. Ain Rabbi Moshe le'ishavcha kananis, you cannot give him a shivcha kananis. So the 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 there's two different uh, schools of thought here. What's the shot in this din? Some say is because we don't want him to become too attached to the shivcha. So if he knows that he's got a wife and sh- wife and children waiting at home, so then you give him a shivcha kananis, so you get what you want out of it because you're going to get uh, a little avodim. But we're not afraid that what that he's going to become too attached because of God. But if he has no one at home, he's a bachelor, he's not... So then we're a concern, so you can't give it. That's how the Maral says, another shot, the fascinating shot, I think I shared this with you. The Maral says, is that this is talking about Nimkar Bebeisdin. Nimkar Bebeisdin, because Nimkar Atzma doesn't get a Shivcha Kanas, we learned already. So it's Nimkar, uh, Nimkar Bebeisdin. Nimkar Bebeisdin is because he was a Ganav, he stole. So the Maral says the reason why a person steals is because he has to keep up a certain lifestyle. Keeping up a certain lifestyle is very often driven by the wife. And therefore, it's a punishment to the wife that he has been given a shiva kanan. It's a male. It's only if he has. If he has. You have to understand why children makes enough kamina. But, but according to that shot. But that's, the, I think, the Maral, the Gurariya says a shot like that. Okay. Tanu Rabbonon. Let's go right. Children are expensive too. I hear you. Pay for tuition. So Nimkar, Tan Rabban, Nimkar Bemono Vehishbiach. Let's say you have like this. Let's say the Evid was worth a hundred and then he appreciated, went up in value. Alright? For Ahmad Lamasam, that's worth two hundred. So the Shaiwa is that if he wants to redeem himself, right, do you base it on the purchase price or do you base it on the current value? So, how do you know that for the redemptive purposes, we only go with the original lower purchase price? Because the Torah says that it's based on the Kesev When he's redeemed, it's based on what? Purchase price. Now, what about the opposite? Let's say at the time of purchase, he was worth 200. And then there was depreciation. Okay? The Hiksif, and now he devaluated. The Ahmed Almana is now worth a hundred. So, Minayin How do you know that you can uh, calculate his redemption based on the current value of a hundred? Talmud Lomar, Kithi Shonov, because the Prophet says, based on the calculation of the balance of his years. So, therefore, based on the calculation of the balance of his years is what he's worth now. So, therefore, you pay it based on the lower amount. So the Gemara is going to ask the question. I mean, I understand. There's one passage that says, Mikesavik Nosa, it's Mashma, you're focusing on purchase price. Kefishanov is Mashma, you're focusing on what he is right now. But how do you know to get it lenient on both ends? Maybe it's Mahmer on both ends. Maybe you go Mikesavik Nosa when he is, when he was worth more and now he's less. And maybe you go Kefishanov when he's now worth more and he was originally worth less. How do you know that you're giving the redemption the benefit the, the always gets the benefit right? in the beginning he's worth more and later on he's worth there's two cases two cases one is that he was worth 200 went down to 100 so then we say we go with Kefishonov which means you do it based on 100 and the other case was he was worth 100 now he's worth 200 then we said we go with Mikesa Miknoso that we go based on the original 100 not that the fact that he's currently worth 200 so you know basically what either way the other is benefiting not the Adon, the Evid. The Evid is the Yadu Allah Leona. Alright. So much like this. Now, 
Now these psukim that we're quoting, the pasuk that we're quoting over here, it says imod rabas b'shanim lefiyah elefiyah and yashiv gulosim mikesiv gnoso v'maat nishar b'shanim ad nasayovo v'chishev lo kefishanov. They're written by an ever that is sold to an over kechavim. So Morris is like this. Maybe the the benefits that we're giving here is dafka because being sold to an Ovid Kuchovim and what we would like to do is get him away from the Ovid Kuchovim. And we see that the Torah predisposes the Ovid that Nimkal Ovid Kuchovim to be redeemed because we find something there that we don't find by an Evid every soul to a Yid that by an Evid every soul to a Goy there is an exhortation there is a uh, there, there is an encouragement to the relatives to go and redeem him we don't have by an Evid every we don't have relatives being encouraged to redeem him from another Yid so maybe there where we see that you're supposed to get him away from the guy, maybe that's why we say that you go with the lower in both cases. So therefore, it's Yadav Allah Tachtona, so that the, uh, that, that the, and, 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 so therefore, Yadav Allah Tachtona, Yadav Allah Tachtona means the hand, the master's hand is at the, at the, at the lower disposition. Nimkar Le Yisrael, but how do you know that the same thing would be true if it's an evident every soul to a, to a Jew? Minala. Both of them. Both of them. Oh. So they're both. It's actually one. It's two psukim back to back. So Talmud Lomar, the Mora says, Sachir, Sachir. We talked about this earlier that there's the word Sachir is written by Nimkar Levi Kachavim. The word Sachir is Nimkar by Yisrael. And that teaches whatever Allah applies there applies here as well. Xerushom. Amar Abayu. When he was in a good mood, he would walk around saying, I am like Ben Azai. Ben Azai was a town who lived many generations before him, but Ben Azai was known to be a, 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 uh, a, a genius, brilliant, uh, at, at clarity, and he would make the comment very, every once in a while that all of the Chachme Yisrael are like a klipas shum, they're like the peel of a garlic to him. Except, I think he said, except the, uh, or be a kiva. But anyway, but he basically, he was like known to be, had, had a certain acuity that was good, above and beyond. Exactly. So, and when, 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 when Abai was in a good, when he was in a good mood, he used to walk around saying, I'm like Ben Zoma. You can ask me anything right now. Today, ask me, Ben Azai. Ask me anything, I, I, I'll, I'll be able to answer you. Okay, what exactly the point of this? I'm not sure. So, Amalei, is where he lived. Ben Azai lived in, in Tveria. So, was, I'm like, I'm Ben Azai walking around in Tveria. So, Amalei, so one of the Talmud Chachamim says, "He says, let's see, Hani Kroi. These two psukim that we quoted before, which is Mikasa Miknoso and Kipishanov, Ikel Medrashinu Lekula, Ikel Medrashinu Lekumra. They could be interpreted leniently. They could be interpreted stringently. My Chazers, what are you basing yourself on, or what do we see to Darshinu that we Darshin them Lekula, Medrashinu Lekumra? Maybe you should be Darshin Lekumra, which means that maybe it should be that." If you were sold at 100 and now you're 200, it should be Kavishana pay the 200. If you're sold at 200, now you're one, uh, if you're sold at 100, now you're 200. Uh, and if you're with the 200, now you sold 100, then you should go Mikesa Miknoso. So Abaya answered him, I wouldn't have thought to say that. Why? Since we see that in Evid Ivri, the Torah goes out of its way to make his life easier, to make him, we are more lenient concerning the Evid Ivri. So since we're more lenient concerning the Evid Ivri, it makes sense, the Gabe redemption as well, what? 
That we're going to give him Yadu al-Alyona, we're going to give him and make the, the Adon Yadu al-Taktona. Where do we see that the Apostle tells us we should be more lenient with an Eved Ivri? The sign we learned in Abraha Isaac, he tov lo imach. It says by an Eved Ivri that you have to make sure that his, his living arrangements are tov lo lo imach. Which means like this, when it comes to food, that you have to make sure he gets the very good food, the same food you're eating. And with drink, you can't be eating refined flour bread, and he's eating coarse bread. And you're drinking the aged wine, and you're giving him the, the grape juice. And you're sleeping on the, uh, the tuft, uh, wool, the woolen tuft, uh, um, uh, what to call it? Blankets, mattresses. But who y'all should know about seven? You're making him sleep on straw. You have to make sure that he has equal. And Tosa says even better. If there's only one pillow, he gets the pillow. So Mamela, since the Torah goes out of its way to say that you have to make it good for him, so therefore Mikan Amru If you acquire an Evid Ivri, you're actually not acquiring an Evid. You're acquiring a master. He's going to be having it better than you have it. So therefore Lachora. What do you see? So you have to be going out of your way to make it good. So it makes sense that if you have an option to darshan the psukim by redemption, one way is harmful to him, the other way is beneficial, what does it make sense to do? Do it in the way that's more beneficial and not the way that is more difficult. Says the Gemara, Maybe in terms of the environment that you have to give the Evid Ivri is no question. You have a din that you have to make it that he has the physical, the physical aspects, he has more comfort. For comforts, eating, drinking, sleeping, those comforts you have to make sure he's okay. In order not to afflict him. But when it comes to redeeming him, who says we have to go out of our way to make it easier? Maybe we should be more strict with him. Where do we see, based on what svara, should we be more strict with him and make him have to pay the, uh, the re- higher, or the, the relatives have to pay the higher redemption? Because we're going to see the more I'm going to say is that being sold, the ultimately being sold into being an Evid, comes from the, uh, a, a, the, 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 the uh, Chazal understand, based on the, the sequence of Sukkim, it comes from having uh, sold Peros Shvius. Means he was involved in commercial activity with Perisphias. And each step, until Imamish goes rock bottom, that he's going to be seeing all the way down to working for an, uh, uh, for uh, idol worshippers, all the way comes because he doesn't learn from his... He doesn't take a message that he should do tshuva for his sin. So Mimela, since this guy is not taking, doing tshuva, so maybe you don't want to redeem him. Because redeeming him, he's not going to do tshuva from what needs to be done. Maybe you want to, it's true that in terms of environment, you want to make it good for him there. But while, but don't, don't let him out early, because then it takes away from the, Kapara aspect of what he has been doing. So maybe Enachinami, you don't give him the benefits. So you can't bring me a raya from Tovlo Imach that you have to learn the psukim in a way that gives him the upper hand. So says the Gemara, the Indian pidgin, maybe Nachmele, we should be more strict with him. Based on the teaching of even the dust of Shvius. Rashi explains the dust of Shvius means the lesser Averis of Shvius. The more stringent Averis of Shvius is the actual 
planting and working the fields. That's the losase. There's a ase, an ase, which is you're not allowed to do work. Since the puzzle says you have to eat it, we learn you have to eat it, you can't sell it. So selling is only an iser ase. It's not even a losase, so it's considered the dust of shvias. So come take a look at even the lesser of the eras of shvias, how harmful they are to a person. Adam knows of and Peros. A person that does commercial activity with the Peros of Shvias, what happens ultimately? He has to sell, he's going to be put into financial ruin, and he has to sell his movable items. Because the next Posuk after the Shvias, it says, um, talks about in the year of Yovel, and then the next pasuk is that when uh, that that says uh, 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 it goes back, a person will go back to his inheritance, which is at, at Yovel. When you sell a, a, a sale to your friend, or you acquire something from his hand, and we learn from that means referring to We're talking about things that have passed over from hand to hand, which is movables. Why is the sale of movables connected to Shvi'as? To tell you that if you sell illegally on Shvi'as, you're going to be forced to sell all of your metaltal and all of your movables. Now, lo hirgish, if a person did not connect the dots, and he did not feel, he did not feel that I'm being punished and having to sell all of my worldly treasures, my goods, my movables, we didn't feel it because I sold illegally perushvias, so lesov mocha sadosa, then you have to go, to the ante goes up. You're not only going to be selling your metal now, you're going to be even be selling your fields. Shenemar, because the Pesach says, Ki That's the next Pesach. It talks about selling land. Why does it go from selling metal to selling land? Because if you don't get the message of Perish Fears from selling a metal to land, now you're going to end up selling all of your properties. If it still did not come to his hand, the one's going to ask, it's interesting, the first way it says, he wasn't sensitive to it. Then it switches to Lod Bas It means it was not avail, the tshuva did not avail itself to you. So Lod Bas that the tshuva didn't come to you, you didn't get the message. Ad Shemocher's base. So the next thing you're going to sell aside from your fields and your lands, you're going to sell your house. Shenem Akim Karbeis Moshav Ir Choma. That your, the house in a, in a dwelling of a, of a walled city, which is the next sukkim, talking about the lochas of that. So now the one I want to point out, why is it the first time he's punished that he saw he, is, he has to sell his metaltalin, then it says, Lo Hirgish. He didn't get the sensitivity that he needed. This, after it says that now he has to start selling his land, and he didn't take the message. It doesn't say, Lo Hirgish. It says, Im Loi Bas Liyado. So, one says a, a very important Yesod here. It says the first time you get some punishment and you're supposed to take tshuva, it's based on your sensitivities, means that you should be predisposed to doing tshuva. You should have felt it. If you continue doing the Averas, you become desensitized, and then it's low bas liyado, meaning the chances are you're not even going to feel it, and it's just going to keep getting worse and getting worse. Because, but, so that's why it starts with Lohirgish, which is mashma, you should have been feeling it. Lohibas liyado is mashma almost that it's not, it's not the, the norm. The norm is that you won't get the right message. So Maishna Hasam, why is it by the first time he's punished Tamar Lahirgish? He wasn't sensitive to it. Maishna Hacha Tamar Lebas Liyada did not avail itself to him. Could Ravuna, like Ravuna said, Am Ravuna, Kemich Avar Ave, Arvar Adam Avera, the person does a sin, Vishanabai, and he repeats it. Hutraloi, it's permissible to him. What do you mean, Hutraloi? I mean, it's permissible to him. So Hutraloi is Agadai, it doesn't become permissible. Ella Nasalo Keheta, in his eyes, he's rationalized why it is permissible. Famous word from, I think, Yisrael Salanter, he says, the third time you do it, it becomes a mitzvah. The Reza, you rationalize the Reza, it's the right thing to do. Okay. 
If you did not, you sold your properties and you still did not avail yourself to the tshuva, so then you're going to end up selling your daughter. Now, even though it's not in the sequence of the psukim, selling your daughter as an ama is a different parsha. But that the Gemara is going to explain, the next thing he's talking about, you're going to have to borrow money with ribbis. So it's t- the, the reason why Chazal know to stick it in here, because it's telling you is that a person should rather sell his daughter as an Amevriya than rather than uh, than borrowing money with ribbis. So since the next thing is the ribbis, it makes sense to squeeze in over here. You're selling your your daughter as an ama before ribbis, because that is like the ribbis is lending. in a what's that? Lending with ribbis. Borrowing, uh, borrowing with ribbis. Well, borrowing, borrowing. You want money. You want to borrow someone's money. Lending is the guy who gives the money. Yeah, borrow is the guy who takes the money. So, you know, borrowing with ribbis. You are paying it. You got to pay the ribbis. So say the word like this. So lechayra. So lebas liyada ad shemocher is bito. You have to sell your daughter. Shnamikiyim kor ish is bito. Avagav have to bito leksiva b'hay inyana. Even though in the sequence of psukim over there, daughter selling the daughter is not written. Hakamash malam. It's coming to teach you the nisben inish barta. It's better to sell off your daughter as an amevri, which is not a not a good thing to do, but it's better to do that. And don't borrow money with ribbis. Why? My time, huh? Because your daughter has done something wrong, but at least as time goes by, the effects of it are diminished because she's going to go free. Your, the money that is, uh, the, the, the debt that is owed, her working is being worked off. But ha, but when you borrow money with ribbis, as time goes on, it gets worse. It doesn't get better. The interest gets, gets, keeps piling up more and more and more, and you get deeper in the hole. So therefore, by her, the debt is added and keeps adding. Now, if the tshuva did not avail itself to you, until you borrow with ribbis, that if a person, you see your, one of your brothers is living around you, is becoming impoverished, and he falters, the Pazik Samech Leit says, Alti Gach Me'ito, don't take money from him with ribbis. Lo Basul Yodo, if the, uh, if I'm even having have to pay interest, you didn't take the message. Achimochas Atzmo, you're going to be in such debt that you're going to have to sell yourself. Shinamak Imochachicha Venim Karloch, if your brother becomes impoverished and he sells himself to you. And that's, uh, that's talking about the Jew. And Lo and then it goes not only if it's a Jew, El Elager, you're going to have to sell yourself to a Ger. Now that's based on the Pazik. Um, uh, so, is not only to a ger, but uh, not only to a ger that's a ger Yisrael. Uh, but uh, it means ger uh, even to a ger toshav, and not a not even a ger tzedek. Right, the pasuk says, "V'chisasi yad ger v'soshav imach u'machachicha imov v'nim karlo elager." And the person becomes so poor that he's going to be sold to a ger and to a toshav. It means that even if it's a ger toshav, that so that lives among you, a ger toshav is somebody that's not really Jewish, but he's accepted on himself the zayinets of neinah el elager toshav shem a ger toshav. And then it says, not only that, he'll be sold ola eker mishpachas ger. He'll be sold to the mishpachas ger. Mishpachas means the family of the ger means that you'll be sold to non-Jews, 
right? And Keshu Omer Le'eker, Eker Mishpachas Geri is actually the idol, idol itself. Eker means an idol. So not only you'll be sold to a, uh, as, uh, to a guy, but you'll be sold, you get things will go so bad that you'll be willing to sell yourself to even Zea Nimkar Le'evekuchavim Atzma, right? He'll become like an attendant for Avodah He'll sleep the, he'll sweep the floors. He'll work even in a base of Avodah because things are going to become so terrible. So anyway, the point we're asking, if you remember, where our question was, how do you know? Maybe Tovla Imach is only telling us that you have to treat him well while he's by you. But how do you know that Pidyon, you have to make it easier for him to be poet himself? Maybe since this is all happening because he's not taking the messages and therefore he has to get this punishment until he realizes what he's done wrong. So maybe you don't let him out easier. So when it says no. So that if you take a look at the end of this, when it's talking about that a, a person is being sold to an Oivet Kuchovim and to the Avodah Zara Atzmo, the Torah goes back and tells you, have Rachmanus on him. Do what you can to get him out of that situation. The Tani Debei Rabbi Yishmol, since this guy has become an attendant to Avodah Zara, maybe you should say, that's an expression, throw the stone in after the guy who fell in. The guy falls into a pit, not only don't you help him out, Throw the stone in. So maybe we should say on this guy, throw the stone in, which means that, you know, goodbye, goodbye. We don't want anything to do with you. Talmud Lomar, it says, even after he's been sold to that level, he should still have a redemption. Still one of his brethren should try and redeem him. So don't give up on this fellow. So therefore, so therefore what we're saying is, so seeing the Torah still telling you that you should have Rachmanus on this guy and you should try to get him out of that situation. So therefore we can tell you that that's why make the redemption easier. Says the Gemara, maybe all it means is if there is a chance that he is going to be lost amongst the Ovdek Kachavim, you have to go out of your way and redeem him. But who, who says that means that every time you're redeeming an Evid Ivri, you should redeem him in a way that makes it less money? That still doesn't necessarily mean that. So says the Gemara, I could be the Indian paid your Nachmir because it's still because of Rabbi Yabi Yossi, Rabbi Hanino, that there is the Kapora, the, the Kapora aspect there. So Amrav Nachmar Yitzchak, Trey Kroik Sivi. You have in the Parsha two Psukim. Two Psukim are written, and based on our interpretation of two Psukim, you see that you see when to apply the Pasuk of Mikesev Niknoso. And you also see when to apply the Pazuk of Kilfi Shonim. What do we see? Because the Pazuk says like this. This is, uh, it says, Imat. Oh, no, no, that's not it. Imrabos. Imrabos. Imod Rabos Bashonim. If there's still Rabos Bashonim, the one understands means your large years. Lefim Yashiv Gulos. According to them, he should pay his redemption. Mikesa Miknosa on the purchase price. All right. So it's in Rabos Bashanim. Vexiv and then there's a pasuk right after it that says Veim Meat Nishar Bashanim. If there are small years, so that it says Kafishon of Yashiv Gulosa, he should be redeemed Kafishon of. Now, Lechorah, just to understand, shot in the Pasuk, Lechorah, Vechiyeshonim Arubas, Vieshonim Muatos, what does it mean that they're big years and they're small years? A year is a year. What do you mean big years and small years? 
Ella, it means that not that the year has become bigger or smaller, his value, according to the year, has changed. He's changed in values. So big year means that his value has gone up. Small year means that his value has gone down. And Lefos, what is the, and, and look what the Pasuk is saying. If his value has gone up, then you still focus which means what? You focus on purchase price. In this might, if the year has gone down, I mean the value of the Everclap the year has gone down. So then Kafishana, which is so therefore that tells you clearly which case to apply uh Miknoso uh, and which case to apply Kafishana. Says the Gemara, who says that that's what big years and small years mean? Meaning, you're telling me it's his value vis-a-vis the word year. Who says that's what it means? The Eimahachim, maybe simple shot in the Pasuk means. Large years means that there's still a large amount of years to go. Small years mean that there's only a small amount of years to go. Who says that has anything to do with his value? So it says, He's only worked two. And he still has four left. So that's considered Rabbo's Bashan. There's still more, many more years to go. Nasiv Dalit, you have to pay based on the four, the balance of the four. Mikaz Magnasov on the purchase price. No changes in value, nothing. Ava Dalit, and if he worked four. Upashle Trey, and there's two left. Nasiv Tadzik, But it doesn't show you in any, there's no indication there whether you're making it easier or more difficult from these psukim. Says the Gemara, if that would be the simple shot that it's talking about the normal case, is there four years left or there's two years left and it has nothing to do with any change in value vis-a-vis the year, same case, the Pesach then should have written Nichtav Kra Im Od Rabos Shonim without Ba, not Ba Shonim Im Od Rabos Shonim Im Me'at Nishar Shonim Why does it say Ba Shonim? Ba Shonim implies that there's an actual change occurring within the year itself. Something's being impacting upon the... There's a reboy or a mute in the year itself. So that's why we know it's talking about value change. And it's not talking about the simple reading. My Bashanim, uh, it means because it's Nisrabo Kaspa Bashanim. His, his value has increased vis-a-vis the years. Mikasa Miknasa. And that's when you go Mikasa Miknasa. Nismait Kaspa Bashanim. And if his value is decreased within the year, so then Kefishanov, then you go according to what his value is now. And that is the way we know that it's Yada of the Eved is Allah El Yonah. Yeah, but we already learned that you learn out Eved yeah, Chavim. Sacher, Sacher. Sacher, Sacher. We already no, explained no, 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 that. Question. The question. thing is, how do you say that it's four years to go or two years to go? There's no concept. Right. Eved, when a Jew is sold to an Goy, it's for all Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. It's just giving the example of four and two. But Eved comes up forever. There's still, it could be ten years. It could be seven years. Whatever whatever the Cheshben is. It's that still would apply. What's that? Whatever the amount of years. He doesn't buy. It's not open-ended. The guy's not going to be selling himself forever. He's selling himself for a certain amount of years. So, Amr Rabbi Yosef, Darshinu Rav Nachman that Rav Nachman explained these psukim as if he himself was standing at Har Sinai to hear exactly the way to understand them because it's so beautiful. Let's go weiter. Simon Eved Beis Hatsayin Beis Eved Kroydin. Those are the simonim. Is it true now about the Sinai? No, 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 no. The past. When an Evet Ivri sold to an Evet Gechavim, can he be redeemed for half? Meaning, let's say that there's a balance of, 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 of five years. 
can he be redeemed for two and a half? We give the money now that he goes out in two and a half years as opposed to going out in half. Does redemption have to be the total amount of the balance or could it even be partial? Gu'uloso mizde'achuz agomer. Do we learn? It says the word gu'ula by the Eved Nimkar Lo'evedachovim and also says the word gu'ula by Esteachuza. By Esteachuza, if a person sells a ancestral field so he has a right to redeem it and if he doesn't redeem it by Yovel, it goes back. It goes back without, without any amount of money. Obviously, they sell it based on how many years are left to Yovel. It's like a long-term lease. But it uses the word Geula. And just as Geula, you cannot say, okay, I'm going to redeem. I sold you three acres. So I want to redeem from you one and a half acres. It's the package deal. You have to redeem the whole amount. It's going to be whole. So to buy a redemption of an Evet Kanani, of an Evet Ivri, and they also might would have to be. You have to, the whole balance has to be paid, not part. So says the Therefore, you don't have partial available to you partial redemption. You can't do the same thing over here either. Or perhaps we don't necessarily have that gzeres shava, and therefore you're going to learn it's not really a gzeres shava that's a masora that you have to learn it out from zdechuza. Maybe it's like a mamatzinu that we see over there you can't do it. So here too, let's apply that concept. But if you're only applying it with logic, maybe lekula. Leniently will say you don't, you can't. You, that, that, but when it's leniently, when it comes out of leniency, you say whether or not you can redeem uh, partially. But lechumra. But if it's going to end up being a stringency, lo amrinan. Then we don't say it. So that's the shail. Is it a locked in zayrushav? It's exactly like zdechuzah. And therefore, bein lechumra, bein lekula. We uh, we we say. You cannot be nigal lechatsoy, or maybe it's not a locked in zeroshav. It's like a mamatzino, and then you have mechilik. We said whether you want to say the svara lekula or lechumra. We'll see exactly where the kula and chumra comes out, being by partially partial redemption. So amale. So he says, lav amar tosum. Do we not say over there? We said that in a person that stole and is being sold by Basedin, so it's a nimkar by Basedin. It says nimkar, and we said nimkar means kula v'lo chetziyov. Remember, we said that let's say the theft was worth a thousand dollars, but the eved is worth five thousand dollars. You cannot sell a five thousand dollar eved for a theft that it has to come out exact, or the other way around. We, if it's if it's the other way around, you can't sell them for partial part of the mound. There was a different machlokes tanoim which way you go, but never way you say. But nimkar means nimkar kulo below chetzio. It can't be sell half of him for the theft. You got to sell the whole amount. So therefore, just as over there, it's kula not chetzio. So achanami here it's also talking about an eved. So therefore, the negula should be nimkar kulo below chetzio. So Amar Abayah. So that, that was his response. What's that? He's redeeming himself or others are redeeming him. What's the difference? So Amar Abayah. Im Tim Salomar. So Abayah say like this. If you want to say that there is a concept of like we said that maybe it's not a locked in uh, that we learn out from Steachuzo. Uh, but Mishkachas lo lekula v'lechumra that could come out both being nigal lechatzoyin and eved ivri who sold to eved kachovim that if you redeem him uh, partially it means you can knock off the balance. You have to understand how this works because let's say let's say there's five years left and I and it's a thousand dollars a year and I only have uh, three thousand dollars. 
So it means I've been giving him three thousand dollars that he only has to work for the next two years and he goes free right away. The truth of the matter, even if I can't do it, I could still wait, keep that money in my pocket, wait for two years to be up, and then I'd be able to do it. But maybe you say because we're afraid that maybe he won't have the money then or whatever it is. The guy wants to pay up front for part of it. Can he do it or can he not do it? So Abaya says sometimes that could end up helping you, sometimes that could be a hurting you. It could be a, a kula, it could be a khumra. Let's see. Let's see how it comes a kula, let's see how it comes a khumra. All right. Lekulo. Sometimes it's a leniency. How so? Let's say that the purchase price, the evid was worth a hundred. And Yav Lechamshin. And let's say we, uh, we, you want to try and redeem him partially. So you gave up, you gave him right away, you gave fifty dollars. Fifty dollars, or the ever gave the fifty dollars, whichever case, and now you've paid, that's half. Half the redemption has been given. Because it was worth a hundred, and now you gave fifty. Now the Yavli Khamshin, which is Paul Gedidme, which was half of his value. The Eshbach become Al Mason. And now what happened is that this Evid now is worth two hundred. He, uh, he appreciated, he's now worth two hundred. If you say you can redeem him partially, so then you only owe how much? A hundred. He's worth two hundred now. You paid fifty for half, so he's now worth two hundred, but you already took care of a half, so you would only have to pay a hundred. The total all in would be a hundred and fifty. You're given another hundred, which is now the total hundred and fifty. Nothing, and the Evid would go free. But But if you say that the 50 that you gave originally does not help to redeem half, and now that he's worth 200, now you want to redeem him, how much would you have to give? The full amount. You'd have to add another 150 to the 50 that you gave, and only then he would be able to go out. You'd have to pay the full 200. Say the more one second. This example contradicts what we learned earlier. We learned earlier is that if he was worth a hundred, he went and only and now he's worth two hundred. You only have to pay a hundred. You don't have to pay two hundred. So why are you telling me you're gonna to have to pay based on what he is now, which is two hundred? Bahamat and Israel Kazba, we said that if his value became more, you go on the post because you go based on the person purchase price. Where says, yes, the case over here was Kagan to Iker Vizalva Iker. He originally was worth two hundred. He went down to 100. Now, when he went 1 to 100 is when you gave the 50. And then he went back to 200. So now, either way, based on purchase price or based on what he is now, it's 200. The shile is what you did when you gave the 100 wasn't effective. If what was effective, you already paid off half the evidence, so now you only have to pay 100. But that's a total of 150. But if what you did was not effective, you would have to pay 200. The whole, you didn't waste your money. I mean, that could be like a down payment, but it doesn't count as a payment of half, so you have to pay the full 200. That's the case of when it would come out actually being a leniency to say that that, that, that you could do it l'chatsoyim. Sometimes that it works is actually a stringency. How does that work? Let's say you purchased the evidence was worth 200 when you purchased him. And Yad Meir, and right away you pay down a hundred. So you want to pay off half the Evid and you pay it off a hundred. Yad Meir, which is palgated May, half his value. But then the Evid went down. The Ichsip become Al Meir. Now the Evid is only worth a hundred. So let's speak it out. If you're paying the half that worked, 
it actually hurts you. Because you're paid off half the effort, you gave a hundred, and now you have to pay the other half, you're going to have to give another fifty because it's worth a hundred. But if what you paid down, the hundred you gave did not work, and it's only worth a hundred right now, then you could use that hundred to pay off the entire effort. If you say that the geula for chatzoyin worked, so you still owe another fifty. Because when you he was two hundred, you paid down the hundred, only took care of half. Now he's still now he's worth a hundred, you have to pay another fifty for nothing. But but if it doesn't work, the fifty that the hundred that you gave was only pigotin, you know, it's a down payment. It wasn't actually it uh, did not work. It was only a uh, like he's holding on to the money for you because it didn't really do anything. So so you have now you should be able to use it as payment. And, 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 and the effort goes free based on the hundred only because he's now he's only worth a hundred. So that's what Abayah just gives an example. If you don't learn that the Talakhtim Zereshavah, it could make a difference whether you say Lakula you do it or Lachumra you do it because it could come out helping you or hurting you depending on the scenario. So, Boy Minei Rav Huna Bar Chinenami Rav Sheshes. HaMocher buys Mabate Arechoma. Now let me speak this out quickly. We'll end off with this today. Is that there is a number of halachas in terms of property, that ancestral property. Number one, if you own a piece of property from the times of Yeshua ben Nun, family property, and you sell it, you sell it, you have till Yovel to redeem it. If you don't redeem it, buy it back from the person at Yovel, then what happens? It goes back to, at Yovel, it goes back to the person. That's if you sell regular ancestral property. If you're Magdish, if you consecrate a piece of property, when you consecrate a piece of property, so then the halacha is that you have a right to redeem it. But if you don't redeem it before the Yovel, then it goes to the Kahanim. If you consecrate it. So consecration actually is, 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 is you, you're weaker in a case of consecration than selling. Because selling, you don't have, even if you don't buy it back, it comes back to you. Consecrating, if you don't redeem it back, you lose it. Now, there's a third situation which is called Bate Arechoma. That's houses within a walled city, if you sell a house within a walled city, you have one year to buy it back. If you don't buy it back within that one year, then it's for perpetuity, you've lost it. So those are three things we have to take into. What's the Shiloh over here? So Gemara's Shiloh wants, the Gemara asks, the Shiloh is as follows. Um, who was it? Boy minei rav huna marchinanam irav sheishas. Hamocher buys mebate arechoma. In a case of somebody who sold a house that he owned within a walled city, is there a redemption? Can you redeem part of it? Does it have to be a full redemption, or can you even redeem half? Right? I, it's, it's, it's a it's a uh, a five thousand uh, uh, feet uh, uh, house, and you are, I have enough money to to to, to get uh, twenty five hundred. Can I can I do can I do half of it? So therefore, in the year. Do we say, because it does say the word Geula there, do we say that you compare Bate Arachoma to, or make a Hekash to, Xerushova to Steachuza, and Steachuza, what do we say over there? Gulasa means it has to be the full amount. Actually, the word is, there's a word written with the word Gulasa over there, and that teaches.
teaches you that it has to be Kedei Gulasa, the full amount. And so therefore here, where it says Gulasa, even though it doesn't say the word Kedei, but the Gula has to be a full amount by Bata Archoma as well. So Mazda Echuza and Nigal Sachatsoy, and it doesn't work half by Sdechuza. So Avhai Nami Sotu Bata Archoma and Nigal Sachatsoy will not be half. Ideal, perhaps. There it reveals that it says so that's where it has to be the full amount. By Batarachom, it does not say the word it does not have to be the full amount. It does work. So that's the Shiloh. So Amalei, she said to him, We can learn out an answer to your question. We can learn out from the base Medrash of Rab Shimon. Why? Now remember, Shimon was known for being darsh, darshaning time at a crawl. He gave reasons for the, 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 the psukim. So it says like this. What, from, from the, from the base medrash of Rav Shimon Nishma, we should learn, Shalova Vegoel, two things. Number one, you can borrow money to redeem. There are opinions that you're not allowed to borrow to redeem. It has to be earned money. Redemption has to come through money you earn, not money that you borrowed. But from Rav Shimon, we're gonna learn, from Bate Arachoma, you can actually borrow the money to redeem. Vegoel And not only that, when you redeem, you can do partial redemption. It doesn't have to be a full redemption. How do we learn that out from the base medrash of Shimon. The Sanya we learned in a brisa. The pasuk says imgal yigal. It says a double lotion. Imgal yigal. This is talking about uh, a person that was magdish, person consecrated a property and gave the ancestral property to the base hamikdash. Use a double lotion. Gal yigal. What do we learn from that? Melamed shalove v'gal v'gal lechatzoyin. That teaches you for consecrated deachuzah property. You're able to borrow, and not only that, you're also able to redeem in pieces. You don't have to do it all in one shot. Amar Ab Shimon, my Tom, why? Why is the Torah? Now, that's a big leniency. To let, it's a cooler to let a person borrow money to redeem and redeem in pieces. That's a lenient. Why did the Torah allow that? He says like this, Lefisha Matsinu, because we find the Mochers de Achuza, Sheyupa Koko, that a person that sells us de Achuza, Somebody that stole the he's got, he's, got he's, he's on the upper hand. He's strong. Why is he strong? Because even if he does nothing, what happens? It comes back to him at the Yovo. Alright? Shemigir Yovo, below Nigala, that if Yovo comes and wasn't redeemed back, Choseres Lebaale, the owner gets it back. Shemigir Yovo, below Nigala. Oh, it's a plus. I skipped And even though, so on one hand, we give him a tremendous strength. We let it come back for Yovo. But there's a limitation too, because if he wants to redeem, he's not allowed to redeem with borrowed money, and he cannot redeem in pieces. So therefore, on one hand, that he has a tremendous strength, that he gets it back automatically by Yovo, uh, but, but there is a downside, is he cannot borrow and, and, and redeem, and he also cannot redeem in pieces. Magdish, a person that consecrated the property. Now he is at a weakness. Why is he at a weakness? Because if he does not redeem that property, it goes to the Kohanim. Shahura Koho, so he's weak, he's got a weak, uh, 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 uh predisposition. Shemegia Yovo, because if Yovo shows up, and it wasn't redeemed, Yovo to the Kohanim. 
Or Bayovo. It goes back to Kohanim Bayovo. So therefore, Yupa Koho, the Torah wants to, he's given the reasons that because the Torah really wants people to hold on to the consecrated property. So Bayovo, where you have it coming back to you anyway, we don't have to give you the boost that you can uh, borrow and do it or you can do it in parts. By, by, the, by, by consecrated property where you cannot get it back by Yovel automatically, we have to give you the boost. What's the boost we have to give you to be able to get it back? You can borrow the goal and redeem and also you could redeem so therefore that's, that's what Rav Shimon explained. Rav Shimon explained is the reason why we're consecrated property is different than, than, than sold property. Where a sold property you get back automatically Yovel so we don't allow you to borrow and redeem and redeem in parts because you already got the strength that comes back automatically therefore consecrated property you don't get it back automatically so we got to give you the pickup we got to give you the boost which is what? You, have, you can borrow it and it can be half right so therefore so what's going to be by Bata Arachoma Bata Arachoma you lose after one year so if you lose after one year so for sure what should be the din? We want to help you, though. We want to help you. We're going to have, so within the year, obviously. So Nami says, This is the proof. This was the proof that we're learning out from Rav Shimon's base medrash. So Nami, we should also say, Since it's weakened, If a complete year goes by, it wasn't redeemed, It becomes perpetuity. It becomes lost. So we're going to give him the strength with a boost Shalova the goal, the goal of Chatzon. He can borrow to redeem and he can redeem in pieces. Okay, we'll stop here, gentlemen. Does that mean the second half has to be?